It's time now for the complete story with Rich Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Rich Bot with today's complete story. Well, as I was a younger kid, I used to uh, hate this time of summer. <laughs> when you when the summer was coming to an end and you were looking forward to going to school or not looking forward to it so much. But the truth is it's a wonderful time of the year and this is the time when everybody is busy and excited and active in getting ready for the fall school year. We have a guest in our studio that's going to talk to us about that today. And uh, especially from a Christian perspective, we have Dr. Christopher Cohn, the president of Calvary University right here in the Kansas City area. Also in our studio is Eben Fowler, our director of operations. And Eben, you used to teach a broadcasting course there at Calvary. I did. I had a couple of opportunities to, uh, they call it adjunct professor. So I guess I was a professor sort of for a while. But yeah, taught a couple of different classes, one in production, one in announcing. It was a great experience. And we have a number of Calvary University graduates that work as a regular part of Bot Radio Network. We were just talking to Doug Mather in our traffic department. Doug was a, uh, a missionary in Alaska, and uh, prior to that, of course, he graduated from Calvary University. I think it was called Calvary Bible College back then. You know, I didn't know that until today. That's, how about, about that? About Doug? Yeah. So anyway, Dr. Christopher Cohn, welcome to The Complete Story. Thank you. It is a joy to be with you both. Listen now, tell us about Calvary University, how it got started, and what makes it distinct and uh, different from other other Christian schools. We are celebrating this year our 85th anniversary. Wow. And, and it's exciting to to be a part of that. 1932 was the uh, the inaugural date and uh, Walter Wilson and some That's other That's the Great Depression. It, it was it was it was a very difficult time for the country. So imagine the commitment uh, of these men to uh, and women who are involved as well to support the development of a school, a Bible institute for the training of uh, of uh, men and women for Ministry, and that's Dr. Walter L. Wilson, right. and he was a medical doctor, right. isn't he? And right. and I remember uh, older folks have told me about the 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 big men's Bible studies that they would have, and he was involved in that. Maybe one of the primary movers of that men's Bible study that was the hallmark of Kansas City back in those days. Right. You know, we're actually in about uh, in the next month we're having a president's dinner. And in celebration of our 85th anniversary, we have an entire collection of Walter Wilson's artifacts and uh, and different collectibles, and we'll be displaying that. So we're, we're excited about so that. So Calvary University was born in 1932 out of a movement of prayer right. and Bible study. Absolutely. Take and, us from there. And, uh, well, it's a, an incredible uh, journey of mergers and connections, uh, Bible institutes and Bible colleges coming together and uh, uh, it has been very impactful over these 85 years. Many, many people all over the world. We have, I think, alumni in 60-plus countries. And uh, uh, we were talking as we just uh, were beginning this discussion uh, off the recording here. We're, we were discussing uh, uh, the location, and uh, Calvary was on uh, 39th Street, and uh, more recently we've been in South Kansas City on the southern tip. 
Right, and that's just uh, around the corner there down from the Grandview Triangle, if you remember that, right, that absolutely. intersection. Absolutely. So the, one of the things that I appreciate most about Calvary University, and it used to be called Calvary Bible College, now Calvary University, right. is that over those 85 years it's made maintained its fidelity and has been faithful to that calling of, of the Bible first and foremost. Absolutely. And it's even in the rebranding from... Calvary Bible College to Calvary University, we have not compromised that. In fact, we have uh, really uh, reaffirmed that and deepened that commitment. So uh, in every program we have, the Bible comes first. In every classroom, the Bible is a required textbook, and we're very committed to that. You know, Rich, and I was just before you mentioned that, I was thinking about that. The state of education today, and particularly the state of of education, and unfortunately in a number of cases, whether it's Bible colleges or seminaries, there has been, and this cycle seems to happen from time to time, a drift to the left, a drift away from Scripture, and you know, we, we, uh, you're going to be telling us about the distinctives uh, of Calvary here shortly, but that's one of the things where it's not wavered. You know, the school has gone through a number of changes, as you said, mergers and so forth, location changes and that sort of thing. But the Bible has remained uh, the, you know, the ultimate goal is being true to Scripture. So, but, but tell us where you are now. What are those distinctives? Well, you just mentioned the first one. The key is we're committed to the biblical worldview, to biblical sufficiency and biblical authority, so that uh, as, as we're educating students and allowing them access to uh, a broad range of academic pursuits— they're doing all of that through the lens of the biblical worldview. And you can't, you can't do that effectively unless you're committed to the Bible as the authority uh, and as sufficient. And so uh, I'm so thankful for the heritage th- that Calvary has had and the commitment of all the people involved. But it is, uh, it is, we're very transparent about, about that commitment. So every student is going to get uh, a very solid core of biblical training. You know, and it's it's not a given that a, a college that starts out with a Bible foundation uh, continues with it. If you look at Harvard and Yale and Princeton, all of those started to train young men to, to preach the gospel, to be ministers of the gospel, and you see how far they've drifted from it. There's a lot yeah. of additional, uh, more modern, contemporary examples of schools that have started with a Christian foundation and then departed from it, oftentimes, I think, in search of academic respectability or academic uh, approval uh, and and looking for the world's approval rather than God's approval. That is the ongoing temptation and the, probably one of the greatest dangers that, that a Bible college or a Christian university will face is that temptation to try to gain acceptance from the world and to continually slide and drift away from the Scriptures. And uh, it, it is something that you have to be very active encountering. And again, I'm so thankful that in Calvary's history uh, that the the men and women involved with the school over the years have been committed to that and have been faithful uh, and, in a sense, have safeguarded the institution in a lot of ways. And so as we move forward uh, with the the name Calvary University, as we rebranded about a year ago, our commitment to the Word of God is unchanged, to its authority is unchanged, and we document that in so many ways. 
so that it's very transparent and so that uh, people can hold us accountable. You know, I love having conversations with alumni, and uh, I almost always, I, I, I didn't get to say this to, to Calvary's alumni, uh, Doug Mather, just shortly ago, but I, but I will typically say, hold us accountable. Mm. Look at what we're doing, pay attention, and hold us accountable. And if you see something that, that doesn't square with our mission and with biblical authority— uh, hold us accountable. So that first distinctive sufficiency of Scripture. What what are what's number two? So we we have really four of them, and number two is is high quality and low cost. Uh, the idea is that uh, we don't think you should have to choose between those two things. Uh, so we're we're after the highest uh, aspect of excellent that we can possibly have to provide that for our students, and we're committed to affordability and low cost. And uh, just a couple of specifics there. Calvary has a, uh, a regional accreditation and a Christian accreditation, and it's very expensive to maintain two separate accreditations, but we do that because we believe that uh, being accountable to both of those groups uh, allows us to, to provide the highest quality uh, and maintain our biblical core. And then in addition to that, uh, we have, uh, just in this past year, reduced our tuition across the board slightly. Well, but that's a change. You don't hear that. Exactly. Well, we're going <laughs> to try to continue this. And we, uh, we announced uh, just a couple of months ago that uh, uh, you know, we value our veterans and our military and their families. So we announced a, a military tuition rate of $250 per hour across the board for that's excellent. undergrad and grad. And then we thought, you know, we can't only honor our military when we've got uh, veterans in church ministry and uh, uh, in Christian service, we've got to honor them too. So we decided to uh, install a ministry, full-time ministry tuition rate of 250 as well per hour. Hmm. So uh, we're committed to doing that. We've established a number of scholarships that are unfunded, so that's always a challenge, but we, we believe if we're doing this the right way, people will come alongside and help. Maybe some of our radio listeners yes. would like to do that. How could people connect with Calvary University to get more information or maybe to find out how they can help fund some of these scholarships? The quickest and most simple way is just calvary.edu, C-A-L-V-A-R-Y dot E-D-U. Uh, we have a lot of resources there, and uh, uh, they can contact me personally on the website. I'd love to interact. Okay, so the Bible, uh, high high quality, low cost, and what's number three? You were about to say high cost. Weren't you? <laughs> I almost got it backwards. <laughs> I almost did it too. In fact, I had to go back in my mind and say, "Okay, I hope I said that right." Uh, the third component is a, a highly marketable education. And the idea oh, is... Oh, you mean for after you graduate? Yes. So the idea is that our mission is to prepare Christians to live and serve in the church and in the world according to a biblical worldview. So that means in the church and in the world. So in the church, uh, there are many ministry opportunities, and so we're training people for vocational ministry that way. But also, our students need to be prepared to work in the world, uh, to live and serve in the world as well. So... Uh, we recognize that the accreditation helps make things marketable. Uh, the university status helps to make that the degrees marketable. We have over 50 degree programs that allow our, our, our students to be able to uh, engage in a, a number of professions and have an impact for Christ, even in a secular setting. Uh, and so we want to provide our, our students with the maximum benefit so that when they finish, 
Uh, they have avenues to serve and to and to be effective. Okay, and as a vocation. university, then they would graduate with a four-year liberal arts degree. Right, and so they would get. First of all, it's essentially a double major. They they will all have a major in Bible and theology, and then a chosen uh, major in their respective. Give us a, a few examples of some of these fifty-degree programs. Sure. Uh, so we have uh, biblical counseling. Uh, we have education. We have uh, business administration, organizational development. Um, we have uh, these are these are some of the programs that we offer fully on our campus. Uh, and then we also uh, did I mention Bible and theology? We, yes, we have that too. You do. <laughs> uh, Christian <laughs> ministries is another. We also have uh, PDS programs, which are professional directed studies, where we have articulation agreements with uh, other universities. Where if there's a program that we don't offer that particular core, uh, the student can do their work through Calvary, do that core through that school, oh, that's uh, and great. graduate from Calvary with a degree in that in that area. Fantastic. So that helps flesh things out yeah. quite a bit. And then what's number four? And number four is uh, is an important one because especially as we're as we're in a uh, an increasingly digital world, uh, Calvary University is a place for growth and not just learning. So uh, for our campus students, we try to create an environment where they can grow and fellowship and learn and work together and be challenged, um, but all while being supported. Uh, they're not having their worldview assaulted, uh, as is the case in other settings. And for our online students, Calvary offers a blended model, which means if you are an online student at Calvary, you are taking a class alongside campus students. You're getting the same lectures. You're actually doing assignments and interacting with campus students. And so you are uh, a part of that community. And so we're trying to uh, allow online students to have the same fellowship and the same impact uh, that, uh, that the campus students have. So we're bringing those two experiences together. So Calvary, then, is a place for growth and not just learning. And you're right here in the Kansas City area. Do some of the students uh, live at home and then commute to college? Yes, some do. Uh, we have really a, a pretty diverse group of students. We have, we have of course, dorms on our, on our campus, uh, so we have a number of students there. Uh, we have uh, single and dual occupancy and then married housing and all of that, you know, traditional campus-y type of stuff. Uh, we have students in the area who maybe live at home and commute, so we have uh, 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 degree completion students, adults, and you know mid-career who are coming and commuting and and finishing up. We have seminary students on campus as well, and then we have online students all over the world. So, uh, pretty diverse group. And you mentioned diversity. Everybody is invited to come. Absolutely. Tell us about the the breadth of the of the school, the student body, and and uh, who all is there. Well, this is a really exciting thing because traditionally you think about. Uh, college and the university experience as a as a fall semester and a spring semester, but we've recognized that there's uh, there's so much more to it than that. Uh, we've developed a, a a six cycle year, so we have classes all year long, uh, both on campus and online, so that students can get in really at any time. And because of that, in in large part, we've seen uh, quite a diversity of people people who are interested in. Uh, in growing in in their current church ministry, or people who are in a secular uh, setting who are just trying to get the qualifications they need to do their job better, uh, all ages. We had at our uh, and all last... different people groups. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. I mean, we had at our last uh, commencement uh, a young lady, uh, the age of I believe eighty-two, receiving wow. her associate's degree. <laughs> now, you mentioned that you have 
what uh, uh, graduate serving in eighty-five countries? Well, I think uh, I think I said something like sixty. I think oh, we're in that ballpark. But you 60? know, what? it might be eighty-five by now. Well, that's a lot, whether it's sixty or eighty-five. But then, do you have international students that come we to do. Calvary? We do. We have a number of those. In, in fact, we've got more now than than we have previously. Uh, and so it, it, we're developing communities within our campus of the different cultures coming together, and that's one of the joys of seeing the body of Christ come together and interact. Now, I've seen some research by George Barna and other researchers about the, the devastating percentage of church kids that go away to college and lose their faith. Right. Why is that, and is Calvary any different, or how is Calvary different? Well, there are a few answers to that. I think, first of all, uh, we have not done a good job, uh, a good enough job, and when I say we, I mean the church in general, we've not done a good enough job of explaining to the next generation why church matters. Uh, and there's a number of reasons that church matters and that it's so important to, uh, to each of us as a part of the body of Christ. And I think we haven't done a great job of, of explaining it. And secondly, I don't think that we have done a good enough job of engaging younger people and allowing them to function as part of the church. So often they're uh, they're sent off to this group or that group, and they're only with their within their own age group, and they're not seen. They don't even see themselves as a part of the church as a whole. And so, one of the things that we're trying to do at Calvary is to develop an understanding of church ministry that is multi generational and that crosses these uh, these traditional lines. So we're challenging these young people uh, and some of the older people, as we have students of all these ages. Uh, challenging them to uh, to reassess their their own church ministries and and where and how they fit within within the local church setting, uh, and as they are developing into leaders or are currently in leadership roles, to develop those roles to be more effective at uh, communicating and engaging people in the various roles in the body of Christ. Don't you think also that uh, many young people today, perhaps more than before, even uh, are are not as grounded in Absolutely. the Word of God coming through their church and through their uh, growing up years. So they don't really understand, they kind of believe the right things, but they're not really sure why they believe what they believe. So when they go away to a secular university, then they have professors that pull and, and tear and uh, twist, uh, kind of like, uh, like Satan in the Garden of Eden, hath God really said? And they don't really have a good answer. Rich, it's very sad. Biblical illiteracy is at an all-time high in our country. Uh, the, the stats are shocking. And the, as you interact with, uh, with people who have not been churched, it's even more shocking. But then when you interact with people who have been churched and you would expect a level of, of literacy and grounding in Scripture and, and it's not there, uh, we, we need to do a better job. And as a, uh, as a university ministry that's focused on biblical education— uh, we're committed to ensuring that people have that core so that as they go into their ministries and as they interact with others, again, whether it's a secular profession or whether it's a vocational ministry, that they're able to handle the Word for themselves, right, to live in the church and in the world, and that they're able to give that to others and to serve and help uh, uh, raise the level, if you will. So this is a school that parents can uh, encourage their young people to attend and, and have confidence that it will reinforce the values and the teaching of their family and their home and their church. Absolutely. And we're, we are 
very transparent about that. We, we, we have a doctrinal statement that's very clear, and we, we hold to that. So we want people to know, here's what you're going to get when you come to Calvary. But it's not like a cocoon where they're not exposed to these other ideas, but they're exposed to them and explained within a biblical context. You were talking to me about a service sometime where you might have a, an atheist and, and discuss his worldview and contrast it and compare it with the biblical worldview. Right. We had uh, an assembly in the, the past semester. We, we invited a, 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 a leader in the atheist community to come and sit down with me, and we had a, a, what, I, what I'd call a gentle debate. Uh, it was uh, it was gracious and just have a conversation, contrast the two worldviews, and allow people to understand those perspectives, uh, and, and do it within a framework that number one shows grace and and respectfulness of other views, because after all, if we're trying to share the love of Christ, we ought to show some love, right? Uh, and and also it's rooted in truth, so we're able to to uh, allow students to see. Uh, some of the key differences between these worldviews and why those differences are so important. Uh, Rich, I'll remind our listeners that uh, we're talking with Dr. Christopher Cohn. He's the president of Calvary University, for those of uh, you who may have just joined us. Right here in Kansas City. That's right. Uh, And I did have a question when we we met earlier before we got on on the air here, and uh, you had indicated you've been with Calvary now for, what, about a year and a half, something like that? Well, tell us what you've learned, and tell us about some of the things that you, you are going to introduce or have introduced uh, in, into the Calvary uh, Society there. So the first thing I've learned is that Cal, uh, Kansas City barbecue is much better than Texas barbecue. Oh, yeah, yes, I agree with that. My my friends in Texas, those are fighting words. This won't air in Texas. So. Well, I, I am a Texan, an unashamed one, uh, but the barbecue is a whole different animal up here. So, uh, boy. Same animal, is just cooked better. <laughs> there you go. Touche. <laughs> You know, uh, very blessed. I was very blessed to to uh, have the opportunity to serve with the people at Calvary. Uh, it is a a mature school. There are not a lot of problems that had to be fixed. People who uh, love the Lord, committed to service, committed to excellence, and so we were able to make some really quick changes and adjustments. Uh, and have tremendous unity in doing that. I mentioned the blended model, mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, installing an online program that, uh, that didn't exist, uh, the idea of moving to a university model while maintaining the Bible college commitment. And uh, so what is the university model, just briefly, so versus what you were doing before? The traditional Bible college is uh, has a, a few degrees, uh, is typically focused on ministry track, uh, and uh, typically doesn't have uh, undergraduate, graduate, and postgraduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvary has two accreditations, uh, has uh, undergraduate, graduate, and we're developing a, a Ph.D. program, the 50-plus uh, degree programs. So it, it, in its function and operation, it's a, it's a, a university approach. But when I say that the Bible college heart, our commitment to God's Word is so central that we're, we're able to uh, function as a Bible college within a university model. Dr. Christopher Cohn, we're all about getting the Word of God into the people of God Amen. here at Bot Radio Network. And we want to encourage our listeners to share their faith. We want to have all of our listeners involved in the Great Commission. Uh, I've heard it said that uh, Jesus' last words to us on earth should be our first priority. And uh, this is something that you uh, teach and encourage your uh, students to be about as well, isn't it? It is. Every every single one of our students 
uh, they're, they're obviously involved in local church ministries. They're involved in a Christian ministry. Each one has a responsibility, in addition to their studies, to be engaged and active in, in growing and serving in a church setting. So the focus is to communicate the love of Christ and the truth of Christ, the gospel of Christ, to those who don't know him, and in interacting with others to be able to edify and build them up. Now, in your personal case, how did you come to Christ? Well, I had incredible and have incredible parents who uh, taught me from a very young age to love the Lord, taught me to read the Word of God and to love the Word of God. So I grew up reading the Bible and studying the Bible and just had an insatiable appetite for His truth. And uh, that doesn't happen without godly parents who were committed to training their children in that way. And those godly parents got training at uh, some incredible Bible institutions. Mm -hmm. And so I have... Uh, I have a uh, uh, I have much to be thankful for, and uh, oh, quite a lot to Bible colleges and Bible. So it's kind of in your it's in your DNA. Well, it, really, not, it is. It doesn't really happen that way. You can't pass it on through the bloodstream. I heard someone once say that being born into a Christian home no more makes you a Christian than being born in a garage makes you an automobile. Very true. But you must have had a time when you personally accepted the Lord and and made it true uh, and real in your own life. Absolutely. And I cannot remember a time when that wasn't the case. So from the earliest memories I have, I remember watching my parents and seeing their love for the Lord and knowing that I wanted that too, and uh, and, and finding Him and getting to know Him in, in the Word of God. And I'm uh, just so appreciative that He's allowed us at, 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 in this kind of setting, and, and for you as well, to, to share the Word of God and be, be such a part of... Uh, uh, people being able to get a hold of his word and grow. Then how did you come to a point where you decided you wanted to be involved in ministry? You know, I, I suppose in being involved in discipling people and engaging with them and trying to encourage growth, I realized what a beautiful thing that was, and God opened doors uh, for me to be able to do that. I never would have dreamed of, of even teaching, standing up in front of people and teaching. I remember the first time I did it in high school, I was terrified. But I felt compelled to, you know, uh, to to share his word. And uh, the first time I stepped into a classroom, uh, after I had gotten my, my master's degree, I was asked to teach uh, at uh, Tyndale Seminary, where I had done that master's degree. I stepped into the classroom, taught a class, and I was just in awe of the responsibility and the opportunity that was there in impacting lives, and just kind of fell in love with that teaching ministry. Now, Rich earlier mentioned one of our staff, uh, Doug Mather, who was uh, did some work in Alaska. Now, you spent—you told us you spent about 10 years in Alaska. How did—tell how did, uh, us about that time in your life and maybe how that was connected to what you're doing now. Right. And that's another one that's my parents' fault. <laughs> uh, uh, Exiled you. Yeah. My, my dad, when he finished Bible college— uh, he and uh, our family, we went to Alaska. He was a missionary pastor, and uh, and I remember our, our parents. Uh, I have a brother who's four years older than me, and and so he shared this experience too. Uh, but they they told us, uh, you know, you're 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 part of this as well. This is your your ministry as well. All the while, they shielded us from a lot of the challenges. But uh, but as as he got the preparation he needed in the Bible college setting. And then went to, to pastor. I got to see these things play out every day. I got to see their priorities and their focus on the Lord every day. And uh, just tremendous preparation. I've kind of been an intern since I was about that? two. You always said that you were on, on Kodiak Island. And right. uh, I think the Kodiak Bears are some of the biggest in the world. They are indeed, and fierce. And, and tell us about 
sharing the gospel there? You know, it's a different culture, uh, primarily Russian Aleut. And so as we came in uh, to that, that culture, there's a, there's a racial distinction. There's a, just a, a totally different culture. And we came in to love and, and share God's Word and His truth with, uh, with uh, people there. And uh, in many cases, very receptive. Uh, there were some real challenges there uh, that uh, I got to see the joys and the heartaches of ministry firsthand in, in seeing my parents' example, and uh, so so appreciative of that. They were faithful to share the Word, and their focus was on teaching the Word and discipling. Hmm. That's what they spent most of their time, and it was not uh, scheduled. It was two in the morning when someone needed help, you know, and uh, so uh, that's been a key for me. Dr. Christopher Cohn, uh, give us that website and phone number. Is it too late for people to enroll for the fall for the fall term? It's not at all because you can jump in at any point. There's six cycles. Uh, then the the next one is just about to start, and the one after that starts in October. So it's it's never too late. It's never too early. And uh, the best way to get a hold of us is just go to calvary.edu. C a l v a r y dot edu. And you can get a hold of our admissions department or just get a hold of me, and I'm happy to have a discussion. All right. Evan, do you have anything else? No, that's it. We're just about out of time. God bless you. Dr. Christopher Cohn, Calvary University, and uh, thank you for being right here in Kansas City. Thank you. My pleasure. 